Hey there, and welcome to the Agency Rockstars podcast. I'm Dana Lindahl, and I'm the founder of LegendaryLeadGen.com, where we help B2B companies become authorities in their industry, set more sales appointments, and convert those appointments into more sales. We also help other agencies sell our patent process on to their own clients. And we truly believe in the value of building and creating relationships, and in that being the main driver of new sales for agencies. So, Stick around to the end of the show. We're going to be revealing how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing agency podcasts on the planet. All right, let's get straight into it. All right, rock stars, welcome back to the stage. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dan. Uh, think of me as your MC from this rock and roll stage because I am joined by yet another rock star of the agency world. He is the co-founder and CEO at Wheat Creative. Uh, and he is na- his name. He's his name, his name. I can talk, Justin. I swear I can. I do this for a living. <laughs> uh, anyway, he is the, uh, the co-founder and CEO at Wheat Creative. His name is Justin Malone. Justin, welcome to the stage, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Dan. Good to be here for sure. Yeah, man. I get really excited and sometimes trip on my words. So thanks for being patient. Uh, so Justin, tell me a little bit about, about yourself, if you would. How did you get into the agency world? Why do you do this marketing thing? And and like, how did you start this? Oh, we could go like really far back, but I'm, I don't want to go that far. <laughs> I think uh, so I started, uh, I was a graphic designer by nature and basically moved into, um, found an agency here in town I'm in Vegas and uh, found an agency in town that specialized in franchise marketing. And it was this unique, weird niche. And I got a job as a designer there. I worked my way up over eight years to being a partner at that agency and built a lot of great relationships. And finally, one day just decided, hey, it's time for me to start my own thing and take everything I've learned and everything I built on and all the relationships I have and kind of go off from there. Yeah. What so when you say you had an agency in Vegas, I immediately think like marketing in Vegas has to be different than anywhere else in the world, is it, or is it kind of the same thing? Like, what am, am I am I am I wrong here? We are so we are one of the few agencies that have like no customers in Vegas. We have no clients whatsoever in Vegas. We stay away from all that hotel casino stuff because there's about like 50 agencies that all want a piece of that, and it's a yeah. tough piece to get. So. Uh, yeah, it's not too much different besides that. I mean, everything else is pretty standard. Outside of Vegas, there is a whole, or outside of the Strip, there is a whole city around Vegas. So it's it's more than just a Strip. <laughs> it's not just not just the uh, the Luxor, huh? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's even a, a, in operation casino anymore. All right, it's been a while since I've been there. Um, so if I could, there's a whole story there. Anyway, uh, so tell me a little bit about then who you do work with, if you would, Justin. Who's who's perfect for We Creative? So we only work with franchises. So uh, any franchise business out there, I think I always tell our clients, like, it's just got to be the right partnership. But I mean, if you think of it, uh, pretty much every business you can imagine is a franchise. Uh, it surprises everybody when they start learning about it, especially when all the my employees get into this world and everything of it. They're like, man, we've been going to franchises forever and just never really thought about every business and every aspect of it. That is, I mean, there's um, franchises that do everything from, you know, food that you guys all know, all the fast food places down to like pooper scoopers and stuff like that. It's like, it, it just kind of spreads throughout. So, um, as long as they're a good a franchise and they're a good partner that can really use a lot of marketing to help them grow, that's when we step in. Gotcha. What, what makes franchise marketing? Like if you say that so many businesses are franchises, okay. So we yeah. may not even realize that, but that's a niche that you're in. What makes that different maybe from like thinking about a, a, a regular business, whatever that means? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a different mindset that the corporations have and stuff like that. So, and there's not as much competition in it, so it's a nice little niche for us. Um, you know, we look at uh, basically we can kind of come into a, a franchise and the franchise growth, the B two B side of it, if you want to put it that way. You know, we're trying to help franchises find more business owners to open more locations. Um, that side of it is kind of the the neglected stepchild of marketing in terms of what they do. You know, they're they tend to be so focused on finding customers for their franchisees that they rarely ever think about themselves and how do they grow their system even faster and even bigger than they have. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just kind of a, it's a different type of marketing. It's still B2B in the sense of, you know, what exactly we do and the type of audience we're going after. It's just that nuanced uh, finding that right individual that, you know, wants to be in a franchise system. Gotcha. So less about uh, what I hear you say is less about the customers. You don't walk into a franchise and go, we're going to do some coupons and we're going to do a thing and we're going to, you're helping them grow their business from a, a systematic and an employee, not employee, but like partners kind of thing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We don't ever, uh, we, well, rarely ever do we like help them find customers for their franchisees. We're so focused on this idea of just helping them find more business owners to open more locations and continue growing on that path. Yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. This is that's a different conversation than I've ever had in any any of my shows ever. So yeah. very cool. Um, and you said there's not a lot of competition there, so that's interesting. So how do you how do you scale and grow uh, We Creative within that that niche then? So uh, we started as I mean I think it is my wife and myself that started the agency. My wife is a very talented copywriter. Um, and we grew within five years, we grew it to a 20 person agency. Um, and so, and now that's basically where we're still at 20 people, but it's been, a, just kind of a growth of clients more than anything now. So, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of brand aware, uh, a lot of, uh, referrals, a lot of brand awareness within the industry itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I just spent, spent five years going to every franchise conference I could talking to everybody I could. And just to, so that, you know, on year six, they finally remembered who the heck I was and, and what I was talking to them about. And, you know, it just takes that kind of grind to get into the mix. And once you're there, then I think it's just, uh, as long as you do a good job, they're, they're more than happy to refer you around. And were all those events held in Vegas? So it was just like down the road from you? <laughs> the majority of them were. So yeah, it was real easy. <laughs> That's nice. That works. That's in your backyard. You're like, all right. <laughs> um, and how does, what does that look like today then? Like right now, obviously, you know, we're recording in 2021 here. Um, we're, we're, we're still in a pandemic. It's still not as much travel, if any, at this point. Um, what does that look like now in, in the modern business world to make those connections? I mean, I think in terms of like our stance on everything, it's great that we had, you know, the last eight years to build our our referrals and everything else, because this last year it would have been, there's no way that anybody's getting into this industry, you know, without being able to go to conferences and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the franchises themselves and for growing businesses, it's been a struggle for sure. I mean, you lose a lot of people that, you know, are on the verge of wanting to start their own business. And then all of a sudden, you know, pandemic hits, they don't have the same income, they, they lose a sense of security and they're not willing to take that jump into business ownership. So convincing them to take that jump is, is really tough to do. Um, it'll definitely slow down quite a bit. Yeah. Is that the biggest pain point right now that you see with your clients? Uh, so it all depends on like if the client already knows, if they're already an entrepreneur, if they're already a business or our biggest pain point with our franchise clients is the idea that, yeah, there's a slowdown in kind of that middle middle of the road type person that's not quite sure yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest pain point with our people that we're approaching to open locations is 
really more along the lines of that. And, you know, if they're, but if they're a seasoned entrepreneur and they understand, you know, the world is going to return to some degree, it's just timing is what it is for them. They're just looking at it saying like, you know, how close are we to returning to normal? And when is the, you know, what should I do at that point? You know, should I start kind of going full into this and, and open a new location or should I wait another six months? Sure. And how many of those clients are you seeing right now that have leaned into the, the, the world that, that we're in, you know, like, and I will preface this by anybody listening. Like we, we realize this is a serious pandemic. There is serious loss, loss of business, loss of life. And also there's business opportunity here that people are leaning into and finding opportunity. Are you finding some of that with your clients with fran- the, in the franchise world itself? Oh, definitely. I think we have about half of our clients are either in like that, that food and QSR space where they were able to kind of ramp up their delivery, their home delivery with all the third-party stuff, their drive-throughs and all that. And then the other half is in, you know, the other group that uh, flourished during this time is in like the home services groups. So, you know, the plumbers, the handymen, all those guys are going crazy right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, business is booming because everybody's stuck at home and is not happy with their house, basically. Um, so yeah. it's, you know, but then, yeah, yeah. Then you have the other groups that you feel really bad for that they, you know, just barely getting by the fitness groups, the um, kids education groups, stuff like that. They're just struggling to make it through and it's, it's a tough thing and they're still struggling to this day. Yeah. Um, so I'm real curious on, on, a, on, on your personal story. Uh, you mentioned, Justin, that you are a graphic designer by, by trade and by talent. Your wife is a copywriter. What does that look like to go from the creative into the running of your business. How has that transition been for you over the years and, and uh, for her too? It's tough. I still tell my team every day that the day I don't have to touch a design program, I'm going to be the happiest person in the world. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, it's, it, you always find yourself kind of being able to default into jumping into design or being the, the creative director for every little piece and then being the designer if you want to. And you really have to pull yourself back. And that's, that's been a struggle for me to pull myself back. But I've, over the last, you know, three, four years, I've gotten much better at it. And, uh, and really realized that the further I pull myself out of the process and the more I focus on sales and relationships and everything else, the better the agency does as a whole. So it's, it's finally gotten to a point now where I have a team I trust that can do it all and I don't have to worry about anything, but I can go focus on the sales and, and make sure that we are staying busy. Yeah. What kind of advice do you have for those agency owners that are in at that point where you were four years ago, where you knew maybe that you had to start that, but didn't know how to start it? What's your advice for them? It's tough. I think the the one thing I'd say is like, make sure that you have a good team in place um, and then really kind of push your team to learn to do things the way that you want them done. I think that's always the piece is like you hire a talented team, you want them to show their talents but at the same time, you want them to understand your logic and the approach you've had to this for the last five, 10 years, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So you really got to have that general understanding. And once that's there and that trust is there, then you feel confident pushing it off and you know onto their plate. And I think that was the biggest thing. I kind of delayed that probably a little longer than I should have. And I should have spent more time training and teaching than I did just jumping in and taking care of things because it was easier to get it done than teach it. Yeah. That teaching side is so hard, I, I've heard, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> it's extremely difficult. <laughs> and then just letting go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I'd love to hear some uh, a story or two about how you and your team have helped your ideal clients uh, have wins. What does it look like to uh, to serve those clients for you? 
Uh, I mean, our wins are kind of twofold. I think one, we, we came into starting when I started, we, we wanted to have a few things different than the competitors did. And one of that was one of those things was really great creative in the space and nobody was really offering that. It was a lot of templates, same old, same old long form copy that nobody really wanted to read. Um, so we brought like what everybody's probably used to the true marketing spin to everything, like make, keep it simple, keep it basic, make it look good, all that kind of stuff. We brought that into the fold um, for franchise marketing, and I think it like caught caught off like caught on like fire. Like everybody loved it. It was you know we were putting our ads out in magazines. They were getting attention. Everything was working well, um, and then we just kind of spiraled that into um, really focusing on the the numbers behind everything too. You know we would do digital marketing, and they were already doing a lot of the digital stuff, um, but they were never actually showing the results good or bad, they were never told, hey, how this is how it's working. This is what you're getting out of it. We were able to come in and say, well, let's just track everything. Let's put numbers to it. You know, in transparency, uh, we will tell you that this failed or this worked really well. Uh, we'll take responsibility for it, but you're going to be happy because you see it. And now we can adjust going forward. And, you know, really, uh, we've taken groups, you know, that have started, just started franchising. We have one group right now, actually, that started a year and a half ago in franchising. Um, they had four locations and they're up to a hundred locations right now. So oh, wow. um, they, they've really taken off. They've done really well. They have a great team behind them. So it makes it really nice to work with them, but uh, it's, it's a lot of that kind of stuff. It's just constantly, you know, um, helping them grow in the right way and making sure they understand every step along the way, what's going on so that, if one day we're not in the picture, they can still say, I learned a lot from this group and I felt like this was a great thing that we went through. Yeah. What is your, your funnest or most proud uh, campaign that, that you've done for, for a client? What's been the best one? Like, I, you know, I want to hear the Nike, just do it or the, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, do you have one that you're like, this is where we just hit it out of the park? Oh man. I, that's a good question. Um, I, I think we've done, so many that are like so good that it's hard to pick just one. And I think they don't, unfortunately there's never one that you can say like, this is like a home run hit because uh, the home run on a volume this big is, is tough to measure. Um, you know, but I think, uh, we work with Duncan, uh, Duncan donuts and, um, we've had some, a series of really good campaigns with them. Uh, and really, I think, it's one of those ones where they have such a fun brand on the consumer side that we get on the franchise side, really kind of just let loose and go crazy with it. And I mean, we've had every little nuance to franchising and to like the growth message you could possibly have in different campaigns. And they just love changing them, you know, every six months and kind of rotating through some new messaging across the board. So it's definitely been a fun, fun group for sure. That's cool. How often does the consumer branding and the franchise branding not align? Like, should it align most often so that it feels like a Duncan campaign or do they differ among your clients? I think they only differ in the core message. Uh, the problem is when we come in and we tell, we can see that they're like drastically different. We tell our clients at that point, like, you're just not, you're not talking to the same person any longer and you should be like the, the story should be the same across the board. The little points, you know, what are the benefits or why do this and that, those should be different. But the overall brand, the personality behind that brand, that better be the same. If it's not, they're they're missing the mark and they're pitching pitching a, a fake product to somebody else, basically. Yeah. So much good stuff. So Justin, I want to I've got one more question for you here in just a minute, but I want to make sure everybody has a chance, those listeners who are just 
blown out of the water here to connect with you with Wheat Creative. Where do you send folks who want to learn more about you and your journey? Yeah, just go to uh, wheatcreative.com. And uh, if you guys ever have any questions too, just email grow at wheatcreative.com. Love it. Uh, Very simple. Very good. So let's talk a little bit of advice again. Uh, Let's go back to the advice mode, Justin. Uh, Is there anything that you've learned over the years or advice that you've heard or even given that seems counterintuitive at first, but really has a massive impact on business once you embrace it? Um, I think the idea of really siloing uh, talent is kind of a weird thing. I know most people are saying like they want this uh, collaborative effort across the board. They want everybody to wear multiple hats, especially when you're starting out and everything. And I found that, you know, you pull talent away from people basically like that. You're, you're telling them to do too much that's outside of their realm and you're not letting them focus on the one or two things they do best. Um, that's a big thing, a sense of ownership and everything. Make sure not, you know, make sure that they feel like they're involved in every step of the process and they have a say. Um, we have our junior designers are talking to our clients just as much as our accounts team are half the time. They're on calls where we're doing brand immersions and stuff like that. So it's important for everybody to feel like they are an integral part of this process, no matter what their spot is in that process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just taking advice. I mean, I think it's the one thing in general, like I, I, I think I failed to do it a little early on of just, you know, listening to everybody else that had ideas. I mean, I had guys that told me like, get a business coach because it'll help you um, get a consultant to come in, you know, and just take a look at your stuff every now and then. Um, I said like, that's ridiculous. I don't want to spend that kind of money and deal with that. And right. now I'd say like all day long, it's worth a little bit of investment to find that right person and that right coach and consultant to help you out. Very good. Awesome. Justin Ballone with Wheat Creative. Justin, thanks for being a rock star in the world and also being on the Rockstar Podcast, my friend. Yeah, no problem. Thanks a lot, Dan. Thanks for listening to the Agency Rockstars Podcast. If you're an agency owner who would like to appear in this podcast, please visit legendaryleadgen.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate you sharing it on social media. Even just a quick screenshot of the episode showing on your phone shared to social media would be great. If you truly enjoyed the episode, we'd also really love a rating in your favorite podcast player. Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dana Lindahl, and if you want to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find more information about everything we're currently doing at legendaryleadgen.com. Thanks for listening, and hope to hear from you soon.